Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Welcome back to another edition of Funky Monkey MMA. I am Kane Miller, and with me we have Chelsea Ray and Joel Rojas. Our guest today competes in the welterweight division and has fought for organizations including the UFC, Strike Force, RFA, and Titan FC. You've also seen him as a cast member on the Ultimate Fighter Team Carwin versus Team Nelson. His most recent announcement was his new TV show, High Stakes Flippers, which airs on HGTV. Please let me welcome Bristol Arunde. Bristol, thank you for being here. Awesome, man. I'm glad to be here. Uh, so yeah, uh, Bristol, before we get into the details of your new show, we would just like to focus on your MMA career for just a little bit. Uh, your last fight was a few months ago, back in October. Uh, what have you been doing since then? Have you just been training or keeping yourself busy elsewhere? Um, yeah, I've been training, and... Uh... You know, I had to take some time off because, uh, um, I, you know, I got a tough break that last fight. I was uh, uh, for sure winning on all the scorecards. I was uh, executing imperfectly, uh, and I was on my way to winning the uh, RFA welterweight belt uh, when, unfortunately, I took a bad shot, a, a, a light punch. And when I say light, it didn't even turn my head, and for some reason it, it broke my jaw in two places. Um, so I had to take some time off. I had to get my jaw wired shut. It required uh, a, a big surgery, and, um, you know, long story short, that, that sucked bad, and uh, it took some time to heal, and um, I'm back to training. So I, I had my surgeon said that my jaw is healed 100%, and I'm cleared for combat. So um, I've been working, doing construction and flipping houses like always, and also training, and uh, a lot of people have asked me, you know, are you going to call it quits? Um, you know, you got a good career and a good life. You live in a, you know, big house. You have all this stuff. Uh, you going to quit fighting? And um, I said, hell no. I love doing this. I love training. Um, so I'm back at it, and, um, you know, I, I, I got the word out. So RFA knows that um, I'm back on the roster. So, you know, they've they've got in touch with me. I don't have anything scheduled, uh, but something's going to happen in the near future for sure. Okay, definitely. Yeah, and that was actually something that I did want to ask you about, you know, with the announcement of your new show. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were just going to put your career on hold for a while. or uh, But so are you planning on just uh, can, like doing this full time and then also training as well? Or what, what's your game plan of how are you just going to work out the scheduling of it? I'm just going to make it work. You know, it's uh, I've been sitting fighting into my my work schedule since day one. I've never fought full-time. I've always had a full-time job. And so fighting is a side job and a hobby for me. It's something I love to do. And so if I need to train and bring some mitts 
and maybe some wrestling mats on a job site, then that's what I'm going to do. Uh, so, I, you know, I still have some good fighting years left in me. I'm healthy. I'm young enough. So I'm going to keep doing what I want to do, and uh, I'll make it work. It, you know, it's not an easy thing to do to fight these uh, these killers, uh, you know, to get to fit training into my work schedule. Uh, but I can do it, and I still think that uh, it's it's a challenge for me, and that's one thing I like to do is I like to go and beat these guys knowing that I'm still working 50 to 60 hours a week. That's pretty impressive considering that you have so much going on with the, with the new show and training, and how do you balance that between that and your your promotion reign, reign promotions? Exactly. So I, I love the the fight promotion. I've been doing that since 2009. I have my own fight promotion um, in the Seattle area in the Pacific I promote currently at the Carlisle Casino, a great venue. I do four events a year, and uh, I do professional and amateur fights. Uh, and we've been back in the place, so it's it's been awesome. Been selling out all my events. Okay, yeah, and so you know you are pretty. You're obviously very active in the MMA scene. Are there any like guys like with your promotion, or maybe just any like regional guys that you think are pretty solid prospects that are kind of unknown right now, but you can maybe see uh, like making some waves later on in their careers? But that's one thing I love about the amateur fight. I love uh, I love being able to guide these guys and uh, give them advice and, and match make them. And I feel like I'm in a great position to put on fights because I make sure all the fights are fair. I don't want guys to get discouraged or, or beat up early in their careers, um, but I can also test them. So my matchmaking is on point and I can uh, help guys build a career and and I, I'm building up some great young professionals and, and amateurs and I have a lot of the amateurs that have been with me for four or five years and they're, they're all starting to turn pro. Um, so I think in the next couple of years, we're really going to be producing some good uh, top talent, you know. And, and, and in the past, I've had some some real tough guys. We sent a couple guys to tough, um, like Abel Trujillo fought in my event a long time ago. And, um, you know, we're going to see uh, quite a few more. And, and, you know, and it's cool for the guys, too. I have a lot of relationships with the bigger promotions. Um, so <clears throat> when they start getting 5, 6, 7, and 0 in my promotion, uh, it's it's a phone call, you know, and I can send them tape and, and help these guys move along. And so that's something. Uh, is there anything that you implemented from being in the UFC, being in Strikeforce as a veteran, right. with your with your promotion and and the up and coming talent event? You know, anything that you implement or go by, you know, with them. Right. Yeah. You know, I I'm not a very professional promotion, and so I want them to understand that. Um, Wait on time being uh, and conducting themselves professional is going to take them far. Um, also, I want to test them too. So, I, I bring in the tough opponents for guys. I, I build them and I tell them, You're going to get tested. You, you need to win these big fights and, and you need to finish. And that's my advice to everyone is, is that you have to finish fights. That's what the UFC wants to see. They want to see five, six, seven finishes in a row or, or more. Um, so, that's the finish rate is what's most important. Definitely, yeah. Loving the show. I just wondered how it came about, you know, like what made you transition and want to do something like that? Right. I've been uh my whole life, so that instruction has always come easy to me. 
Um, so what it started was my when I first met my wife, um, girlfriend at the time, we started I bought a house right when we I bought a house and we remodeled it and sold a big profit. And it was in uh, 2009. So that was our house in Vegas was 2009, and I we continued to do it through until now. And uh, so we we've just built our income, and we've built it now. Back then, we had to buy homes with loans, and we were kind of a small operation. And we just built it up to now. We're buying houses at auctions and doing multiple houses at the same time. And so the um, network, the TV network, contacted me about a year and a half ago and was interested in doing a house flipping show because they saw all the stuff I was doing. Um, and I, I, uh, they came out and filmed us and they loved it. And so, you know, it's taken a year and a half to get this show off, you know, off the ground from, from beginning to when it airs. So it's, it's been a long time in the, in the work, but you know, it's not something I just started I've been doing it, you know, since 2009. How do you implement, um, your mentality as a MMA fighter towards the house flipping business, you know, is, do you approach right. it the same is there, or is it a different mentality? I know you've been doing it for a very long time. Right. No, it's, it's, it's a, I love it because, uh, there's, it's the same competitive nature in, and it's a very physical job for me because I do, uh, my wife and I, we do all the work ourselves. You know, I, I don't just hire a contractor to come in, and do all the work. We don't just leave and come back and it's done. I'm there. We're both there from beginning to end. And we walk a property, we bid on it, we buy it, and then I'm there with the guys uh, doing the demolition, breaking stuff, you know, uh, tearing down walls with chainsaws. And uh, so that that physical aspect is definitely a lot like fighting for me. Um, and it's a challenge. And also there's a lot of risk. We could – when we buy these houses, we're talking uh, a lot of the houses. So, for instance, uh, uh, an average would be buying a house for $150,000 cash, and then we put another 30000 in repairs. So we're in almost 200000 right off the bat. So there's a lot of risk. Um, you know, if something happens to the economy or if the, you know, house burns down or, you know, we have insurance, but, there's there's a lot of risk, so there's that that element of, you know, uh, not knowing what the future holds. It's a lot like fighting, is that you're going into something and there's a lot of risk. You could get burned pretty bad. So I like I love that aspect of it. Yeah, definitely. And you know, this of course isn't your first time uh, being featured on TV. You know, you were obviously uh, a cast member on The Ultimate Fighter. Would you say that that experience almost uh, kind of prepared you for this experience as well? Just yeah. kind of getting used to the the overall uh the overall experience of it yeah you know what uh, man that was a huge training for uh cameras and getting used to talking in front of a camera um because i'm i'm not that doesn't come natural to me i'm kind of a shy guy i'm not i'm not this outspoken life of the party type guy i'm, I'm pretty quiet and reserved um so that really broke me out of my shell and got rid of that fear of being in front of people um and and now as far as uh, it's when the did the house house flipping network first contacted me. I I told them I'm like, look, I was on a reality show already, and 
I could care less about doing another one. I, I've had enough reality TV for my life. <laughs> you know, I don't want any more of this shit. And uh, they said, oh, don't worry, don't worry. This is nothing like that. Um, those, we know who that is. And that producer, they actually have a, you know, a pretty bad reputation in the industry for, you know, not treating the talent very well. Um, so it's going to be, you're the, you're the star of this show. So don't worry. This is going to be a lot, a lot more of a positive experience for you. Um, so I, that, that right off the bat made me, you know, was, I was able to do it because being on tough inside that house. And, you know, I, I think I was just a little beyond that. I, I, you know, I wouldn't take it back, but it's not like a fun experience. You're, you're locked in a house with a bunch of, uh, a bunch of animals and they call home and can't listen to music or have fun and you fight for free on the damn show. So, uh, th- this has been a lot more, uh, fun experience, I guess, because I have all the freedom um, you know, to do what I want to do and live my life while filming. So during uh, your time on The Ultimate Fighter, it was a very controversial season with what was going on with a lot of the cast members and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I would just kind of like to get your perspective on what on what the house was like. Right. You know, uh, the, the house was, I mean, the fights were, uh, were a lot different than the actual time in the house, you know. It, it was long, and the time was really boring for us i mean we would sit around and say what are we supposed to do let's let's do something you know like we, we were uh we wanted to listen to music we wanted to party have fun but uh you know you're, you're stuck inside there and, and you just it just grinds on you and you, you feel like a prisoner in there so you want to like revolt you want to like up have an uprising and like escape uh so it's kind of fun yeah and uh one of the more notorious uh, people from that season from that season was Julian Lane, who you actually fought in uh, the opening fight after everyone had made it into the house. You fought him in that uh, preliminary fight. Can you kind of talk about that experience? Because he was like the most like you know infamous cast member of that show. Uh, and so, was there like maybe any added pressure to like that facing him or anything like that? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I felt pressure because uh, I knew it was gonna. Out that I, I beat this kid. Um, so yeah, I was a little more stiff by, uh, in, I wanted to ensure myself a win. Um, and you know, being a little stiff actually hurt me because, uh, not that, not during my performance necessarily, but actually he headbutted me twice. And, um, you know, was, I should have been a little bit more loose and elusive, but I, I tried to finish him and man, I had two big, uh, gashes on my face that required, uh, like 10 or 12 stitches each. Um, so that really threw me off from, for training in my next couple of, my next fight. Um, I had, you know, a face full of stitches. So, it, you know, it sucked, um, that aspect of it. But, yeah, I felt pressure. I, I felt like I, I better beat this kid or I won't hear the end of it. Yeah, definitely. And you, you talked about, you kind of touched on this topic a bit earlier as well, Um during your time with Ultimate Fighter, we remember there was a point where you were kind of questioning of whether or not you would continue your career after the show, but you have gone yeah. on to compete and have quite a bit of success over the past few years. What made you right. decide to stick to the sport and keep fighting? You know, um, I've uh, this damn sport, man, I'll tell you, it's just rough because uh, you train so hard and you put so much into this sport that's what it requires to even be competitive you have to to spend time in the gym and it kind of eats away at your personal life and your professional life you know the job and 
Uh, and so when you don't win, you, you're devastated. You're pissed. You're upset. Um, you know, there's always going to be a winner and loser in the cage. And, uh, you know, there's nothing worse than losing a, a fight because you, you put it all on the line. You're out there by yourself and you lose and you take it. You can't help but take it personally. So, yeah, every time you lose, you want to quit. And then you win, you feel like you're the champ of the world. Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, overall, that's, you, that, that's, yeah, I mean, that's the draw of the sport, you know? You're you're gambling. And so, that, that's that's part of why we want to do it. And, and fighters want to fight because you want to test yourself and, and you win. You, you prove yourself right and you lose, you know, then you want to come back again. You want to double down and you want to figure out how to win again. Definitely, yeah. And so... Based off of that, overall, would you say that do you appreciate your experience on the show, or are you glad that you were yeah. a part of it overall? Yeah, you know what? I'm glad I was a part of it. It did a lot for me, and it wasn't it wasn't like this fun experience that I would ever do again. Uh, but it made me stronger. It it helped you know helped me build myself up and and understand uh, a lot that had nothing to do with fighting. So it you know it, it was a a good personal challenge for me to, to be away from my family that long, uh, to be away from my, you know, my two-year-old son in my house in Vegas. It's, you know, 30 minutes away. It it took a lot of uh, patience and it taught me a lot of lessons. But, you know, as far as you know, what I had, would I do it again? Heck no. You know, you couldn't pay me to go back in the house with those animals. Um, I have a question, Bristol. For someone like myself, my wife and I absolutely love how slipping shows, you know, along your, alongside your wife, Aubrey. What what advice would you give someone like us, a um, married couple for 12 years, example, you know, to get a business like that off the ground? Like, what advice would you give someone like us? Yeah, you know what? So I, I, I get a lot of people to ask me, hey, I want to I flip a house. It looks so fun. It's my dream. And um, I want to make money. It, it seems pretty easy, right? And I tell them, hey, you know what? GSP makes $5 million a fight. Maybe you should get into MMA. And people look at me and go, oh, it's that difficult? And I say, well, yeah, it's, it's hard as hell. Uh, and it, uh, you have to have one of five things. So do you, I always ask people, I'm like, okay, do you have construction? Do you have cash? Do you have good credit? Do you have de- design experience? Um and I guess that's four. So do you have one of those things, you know? And um, so you're going to see all of that in our, in our episode is that we we have, or, or real estate, and the fifth is real estate. So my wife is a realtor and a designer. I'm a contractor, and we have cash now to buy houses. So we have all these things, and that's what it takes to make money, Um in the house flipping business. So if somebody wants to get into it, I would say that there's two, the two most important things are is did you buy the house low and can you design a house um, that's going to, that's going to be the best house in the neighborhood. It's all in the design. That's, that's what you're going to see in our show is that how we design these houses, which is my wife, Aubrey, she's the designer she designs all the product, all the chandeliers, lights, colors, all that is what sells the house, and that's what makes us money. And 
and we and and I I'm the contractor, so we don't have to we don't have to pay somebody to do it. We do it ourselves. Now she's a realtor, so she can sell the house. We're not paying real estate commission. So everything is in house. Everything is done by us. We touch every part of the project. That's why we make money and we're successful at it. Now, you know, can can there can you do it? and not be an expert in all those areas, yeah, you can do it. You're not going to make as much money. Um, So if somebody wants to do it, I would say construction and real estate knowledge are your two greatest assets in the flipping houses. If you can do the construction and remodeling yourself, and if you know the real estate market, you know where to buy the houses, and you know what what to price them at to sell them, so those are the two things that my advice to people, learn construction, remodel construction, and learn how to buy and sell real estate. Um, you can do those things. You can make money. And, you know, of course, we're all at the grace of the uh, economy. Um, you know, but if the economy goes bad, that's when you need to buy houses at the lowest. That's how we, we started is we bought houses in 2009, 10, 11, 12 when the market hit the bottom. That's when we bought most of our houses and flipped them. That's where we were able to generate a lot of cash. Now today, now it's, you know, the economy is in the housing market's a lot better now, but it's more competitive. It, the property that we did was, it was uh, abandoned. There was horses on the property that were, uh, that the former owner left and abandoned and they were so thirsty and hungry that they kicked in the doors and were living inside the house. Wow. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. crazy. Yeah, so all the doors were beat in and all the all the windows were kicked out from the horses that lived there. So, uh, but, they, you know, the, they did, somebody found the horses there and took them out. So, um, so the urine stains on the carpet were like horse size. Uh, that's, that's pretty wild. Yeah, so I guess you yeah. have to in and see everything that, that goes on on the show then. And, you know, as, yeah. as we wrap things up here, uh, first of all, you know, if you have any, like, thank yous or shout-outs or anything like that, we would, of course, like to give you that opportunity now. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to Robert Follis in, in my gym here at Extreme Couture in Vegas. If uh, if you guys have never been to it, you should check it out. It's, it's huge. It's ginormous. They have two two full cages, a uh, huge mat area, and uh, weights and everything. So if you ever come to Vegas, stop in and, and grab a workout. Excellent. All right, well, sounds good. And you can watch High Stakes Flippers on HGTV at 8 p.m. Pacific Time, Bristol. Thank you very much for joining us today. It was great speaking with you, and we look forward to checking out your show. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you, sir. And that was Bristol Marunde. Guys, thank you very much for tuning in. I want to thank Chelsea Ray and Joel Rojas for helping me co-host. Chelsea, where can people find you at? Uh, people can find me on Twitter or Instagram um, at Chelsea Ray MMA. And I'd like to give a quick shout out to Defense Soap and Combat Corner for hooking me up. All right, awesome. And uh, Joel, where can people find you? On Facebook at Joel Rojas or on Twitter underscore JR double underscore. All right, sounds good. And of course, a big thanks to Rob Mead, who runs everything on our site. We always want to thank him as well. Make sure you like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at FunkyMonkeyMMA. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Kane E. Miller and keep up with the site for the latest interviews, event photos, and analysis. We'll see you next time.
You can listen to Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Cash Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, LoveMMA.com, MMARecords.com, and FightBookMMA.com. For the freshest news and notes on all things MMA, get over to FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to funkymonkeymma at gmail.com. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.